We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, welcome to another episode of the Goodman and Hummel podcast. Uh, we are exactly one month into the season, Rob, and uh, we're going to give you our biggest surprises, our biggest disappointments of the season. We'll, all play, we'll also play a game of uh, fraud or for real. Uh, we'll also have a, a guest uh, showing up that Robbie has no idea who it is, and it is not somebody down the hall from him smoking weed. I can probably hey, this room right now is loud it is it is it is aggressive in here i i might need to change rooms i'm gonna have a headache in the next 20 minutes here it's it's uh it's tough in rock and ruckers here's our guest rob here's I our guest i knew it i knew it was yeah. gonna be him yeah all right nate okay. we can't hear you there now i'm unmuted how did you know it was gonna be me you know Coach, Jeff said that we were going to have a guest, and I was like, do I know him well? And he's like, no, not really, but in the top 25, and I was just the first person I thought was, must be Nate Oates. We're the only team in the top 25 that you don't know well, apparently. No, I have the utmost respect. After I got schooled last year, I, I, yeah, I have nothing a, but respect. You're a Bama hater. You're a Bama hater a, last year. No, at one point, but it was more so because of Rob. It was Doster. Why would you hate Bama because of Rob Doster? He didn't go to Alabama. It was a no. He was just beating his he was beating his chest and talking shit. And I I apologize. He I was apologize. right. Maybe he was. Right. He, he was right. He, I was wrong. Listen, I was, wrong. I was on Bama way before Doster. I had you guys ranked like three straight years. Yeah, you you have us ranked, and then we we lose to the best coach in America, Patino, and then we're out of the rankings, and then like front runner Jeff true. Goodman. Front runner Jeff Goodman. I went from in out. We're like eight. top four out of the rankings back in. Like you can't lose to Iona. I know he's the best coach, but it's still. I mean, you said he was the best team. coach in America. You said he'd take his players and beat you, your players and beat you, the YMCA players and beat you. He did. He did. He took his players and beat good. you. He might have been able to take me, humble Doster, and a couple other slumps. And I know I'm. I'm putting Hummel I mean, in the category with me and Dostler, which he disrespect me like that. Put me with he's those. He's in the Hall of Fame. I mean, he's not, he's not bad. Listen, if you polled, if you polled every coach in America, who's the best X's and O's coach in America, I bet you Rick Patino would get more votes than any other coach. He'd be up there for sure. I, I don't I wouldn't I don't disagree with you. Uh, he's good. Apparently, we've had two games since I've been at Alabama where we haven't got 23s up, and they've both been against Iona. <laughs> well, you, you shot it. Hey, listen, you, you shot it well against uh, in Seattle against Gonzaga. You're now 7-1, uh, beat Gonzaga in Seattle. You were up almost 20, I think. I was watching the game from a bar in Colorado, uh, Colorado State in Fort Collins, and I'll tell you what, I was shocked. I was shocked in Seattle that you got off to that start. And they put some pressure on you at the end. But for the most part, you guys controlled that from start to finish. How surprised were you that you were able to come away with that one? Not as easily. I don't want to say it's easily, but you weren't pushed like I thought you'd be. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to act like we expected that. Like that's we knew we knew we were good. We 
you know, it helps when you make shots. Shoot, we were 10 or 13, I think, in the first half from three. So it, it, always, it always helps when you hit threes at a, at a high rate. But, you know, Shackleford was really good. I mean, I thought all of our guards were. That was the best game J.D. Davidson's played. Quinterly was really good. I mean, that's the best, I thought, defensive game Quinterly played. He was really aggressive. So our, our guards played well and our bigs defended well. I mean, it's a good thing the game didn't go too long. We wouldn't have any bigs left. They put put all of our bigs in foul trouble. But, I mean, I, I I would maybe a little surprised that we were able to jump on them. As, you know, we were up 16 at the half. I mean, they are really good. And we just – you know, and they didn't make free throws. There was a lot that went into that game. We hit threes at a high clip, and they didn't make free throws. And I, I did think we, we did a really good job defensively against them. But – missing free throws like they did certainly helped us a little bit too did you guys go out there early coach and practice and and kind of get acclimated was it was yeah it, it was a five-hour flight out there and i'm still hurting from it but it uh it uh we went out there an extra day early so we, we played saturday we went out thursday we saw on friday we went to the space needle and the uh pike place market so it was it was kind of a cool day i mean are you, coach, are you a coach that lets the guys like do fun stuff yeah, I mean, our Alex, our director of ops, asked me, "Should we?" I was like, "Yeah, of course we should." Like, like we're gonna. Like, I've never been to Seattle before. We're gonna go do something yeah. in Seattle. Yeah. Like, I want to go. I want to go see the Space Needle and Pike Place Market. And then some of them, I think they all came. One of them maybe had to study for a final or something. They 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 enjoyed themselves. I mean, I'm not trying to keep them on their feet for three hours, but you know, for an hour, hour and a half, whatever. It was it was cool. We, we played in the Virgin Islands my junior year, and there was a snorkeling trip. It was one of those tournaments where it was like you play, let's say it's Wednesday, Thursday, day off Friday, championship Saturday. And for the day off, we're in the finals playing Tennessee, and it was one of Coach Pearl's teams. They were really good with, like, Tyler Smith, and they were loaded. And they're like, Coach, you want to go on the snorkeling trip? And he, of course, is like, hell no, like in the sun, swimming. And they're like, you know, Coach? The team that's won this event every year for the last six years has gone on the snorkeling trip, and we went on the snorkeling trip. Did you win it? <laughs> yeah, it's out there in the sun, and it was it was only like an hour. We went to an island. We swam with some like sea turtles. Got back on the boat, came back. I was shocked because usually at that point, I don't know how he is now, but Coach Paint was more like, "We are here to win and play basketball." So we got to. <laughs> He got to go snorkeling and he seems and like he seems that way. He seems pretty like a pretty serious guy. Yeah, he and I think he's loosened up uh, some now. But at that point, I was shocked. He did you, guys, did you guys win the sea turtles? Did you win the tournament? We did. Yeah, we beat, it was a, it was a really good game. Tennessee did had a three at the buzzer to win. Did Tennessee go uh, snorkeling? Did Tennessee? I don't know. That's a, that's a that's a great question. We we need to deep dive. Did Tennessee? Ignore the snorkeling trip and anger the paradise jam gods. Coach Pearl, I'm sure he jumped on it. Probably oh, working on his tan out there. You know, any chance for Pearl to take his shirt or his shirt off? I'm sure he's right. That, that, that was my point. I mean, he, you know, when he was at Tennessee, wasn't he up in the student section a lot with right. like the, yeah. like the orange chest and all? Yeah. How are but, you with Pearl? You know, the, this Auburn Alabama deal. I remember seeing Avery Johnson and, and Pearl sitting next to each other at AU events, hugging, kissing, whatever. How, how are you with Pearl? We're all right. I mean, so his uh, his AD was my boss at Buffalo, Alan Green. Oh, that's right. I mean, I'm, we're trying to beat him every time we play him. It's a big rival, but I don't. It's not like we're not like me and him are do. He, he's been he's been nice to me since I got in the league. So we're, I mean, we we hate each other in the rivalry. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you, you got to try to beat him. But there's there's some heated games. It's fun. But no, we're we're I'm fine with him. So go, you guys or go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead, sorry. Uh, JD Davison, you mentioned it. His best game. I mean, he played well against Miami. Really passed the basketball. It's funny. I didn't see him a ton in, in AU just because, again, these freshmen. None of us saw him a ton on the circuit. But you know, he was a freak athlete, and it seems like he's started to kind of find his way over the last couple of weeks now. Why? You know what? I, I think. I mean, I think all freshmen take a little bit to adjust to college. I mean, the pace, the physicality of it, uh, you know, and I, I think he uh, – here's the other thing with most freshmen, when, when especially ones that stay at their local high school like J.D. did. Like, 
whether he's the worst defensive player, the best, it doesn't really matter. He's staying on the floor for 32 minutes. <laughs> like, see, that he's never been held accountable. Right. It's almost impossible. I mean, even at this level, my first year here, I remember I took Kyra Lewis out of the game. I didn't think he was guarding very well, and I was getting ticked off. I took him out against Iowa State in the uh, battle for Atlantis, and a minute and a half later, Iowa State's on a 10-0 run, and all right, you know what? You win. Go, like, go back again. Like, you know, you don't, <laughs> go, you don't, don't guard. Enough, uh, go don't guard. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, like, so, like, Jay, I don't think he, he was ever held accountable to where he had to actually guard – now he is. He had our best. Uh, you know, we get defensive efficiency for when that player's in the game. We had, I think, nine guys in the rotation. JD had our best defensive efficiency out of all nine guys against Gonzaga. So he's starting to figure the defensive end of it out. And his athleticism, like I keep telling him, like you're a good enough athlete, you should be an unbelievable defender. Right. But you got to figure. I mean, he's got to be locked in every possession. He's got. You know, scouting reports. I mean, shoot, they didn't have those in high school like that, that well. You know, I mean, there's just there's big adjustments from high school to college, and we're only eight games in, so nobody expects them to be that great. Three, four, or five games in, but he's start he's starting it, and he shot it really well. You know, I mean, he's worked on his shot a lot, but he's not like the most confident shooter because that's not been his game for most of his career. But shoot, he went four or six from three, so he just got to stay in the gym and keep working on his shot. If he's confident shooter, he's gonna look good. Coach, this is, a, this is a hell of a stretch for you guys. You beat Gonzaga, you got Houston, Memphis away, you play Jacksonville State, then you got Colorado State, who's really good, and then you start SEC, play with Florida and, and Tennessee. What, what do you guys need to get better at? Where's the biggest, I guess, part of your team that can get, get better and make some strides? I think de- defensively, our consistency, like if you look at our first half, second half splits, when we've got the defense in front of our – bench it's a lot better you know in the second half when the defense goes the other end it hasn't been nearly I mean it's some games it's like 30 40 points per 100 possessions worse so we've got to get to where we're consistent and even the Gonzaga game I think it went like I think it was 30 points worse in the second half like but we were really good I think it went from a 0.88 to a 1.18 if I remember right something like that but like so we've got to get to where and we've got some really good scout players, some guys that walk-on's been on, and they're calling sets out on our bench. Like, uh, we're into it. Like, then all of a sudden it moves down there in the second half, and we're, they can't hear. And they're, they're not – you know, we got to get some leadership on the floor that talks through everything better. So I think defensive consistency throughout 40 minutes is the biggest area we got to improve. And offensively, again like, – when our turnovers are down and we're getting a decent shot every time we go, we got to keep the turnovers down. And then we've got to, we got to make the right reads when we drive. I mean, we play spread out before it's really open. Guys got a ton of freedom, but we got to make consistent reads when the ball's moving and we're unselfish. Like the Miami game, we scored 63 in the second half. We had 19 assists, you know, in the Iona game, 32 minutes into the game, JD Davidson had three assists and the rest of the team had zero combined for the first 32 minutes of the game. So if the ball's moving and we're attacking and making the right reads on offense, and then if we get some defensive consistency, I think we got a chance to be pretty good. I've got to ask, Coach, did you make this part of the non-conference schedule or is somebody else getting fired? <laughs> like, <laughs> so who did this? My, Adam Bowman's my uh, – it's like our director of analytics and scouting. He kind of handles all basketball, non-coaching basketball. So he's really in charge of schedule. We hire a third-party company, HDI. But – I have to approve everything. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take ownership for the whole thing. Well yeah. done. After well we done. lost the Iona game, this stretch looked like really dumb. After we, you know, we came and got the Gonzaga game, you know, we can make that trade. We'll take the Feel Gonzaga one after that. Right. So, but, but, and I mean, Memphis is ridiculously talented. So let's not like act like, cause they've lost three in a row or whatever they've got. That's going to be a, they're going to eventually figure this thing out with all the talent they have. I mean, they have to. So, yeah, we, we got a tough stretch. And Houston's – Houston's the hardest playing group. I mean, they, they're tough, hard. I mean, they're going to rebound it. If you can't rebound against Houston, you're going to get I – mean, if you look at their scores, they've been drilling people. So, I mean, they beat Virginia by 18. They, I mean, they've been running over some good teams. So, that's yeah, a tough stretch. But I, I go back to – I mean, I was a high school coach just over eight years ago. In high school, everybody makes the state playoffs. So, you know, 
you know, in the SEC, if you're in the top seven, eight, so you're going to, you should make the NCAA tournament. Okay. We feel like we've got a team that should make the NCAA tournament. We need to be playing our best basketball come February, March. I think if you play a cupcake schedule in November, December, you don't get exposed. You don't figure out what you got to work on. You get a little overinflated view of yourself. I would rather play tough teams, get exposed, figure out what we got to get better at. I mean, if you look at last year, we were four and three after seven games last year before we went 16 and two in SEC play. So sometimes you need to get exposed a little bit early. Not, not that we're trying to get losses, but if you take a loss or two in November, December, and it makes you a lot better come February, then it, I think it was a smart thing. I'm disappointed that you're not playing uh, Colorado State and Fort Collins for for Crystal. I mean, you tell me her, her family's from Fort Collins, but all you do is go down the road uh, to to Birmingham instead of going to Fort Collins. Come on. Yeah, they tried. They they tried to pull that one on me. Like your wife's from here. Don't you want to return the game? No. <laughs> Fort Collins is a nice place in the summer to come visit. <laughs> They, neither her dad and her mom, neither one of them live there anymore. So she did grow up there. She went to Poudre High. So it's a nice city. It is. I was impressed. 60 degrees, both days. I mean, it was – listen, and, and they got talent. They're a good They're team. They're really good. Good luck trying to defend David Roddy. Good luck. This dude is 6'5", 240, moves his feet incredibly well. They play him at the five. He can step out and make shot. Anyway, enough of him. Um, what was your reaction – when Jaden Shackelford first went in the portal and then when he told you that he was going to withdraw from the portal and come back to Alabama, because it looked you know, like he was gone. Yeah. I, I, I think uh, I wasn't necessarily surprised when he went in the portal. Cause I like, so he, the, the, him and his family were all in the NBA. Let's get the feedback. And, and they, they wanted to go like, and I, I get it. He led, and we were fifth best team in the country last year in both polls at the end. He was our leading scorer. But, you know, he had some stuff he needed to work on. We got the feedback from the NBA. He wasn't going to get drafted. So they, they were smart. They made a smart decision. Now he's going to go back to school. Well, they're still really dead set, which, which is fine. I want players in our program that want to go to the NBA. If, at this level, if you're trying to be top 10 in the country and you don't have guys that want to play in the NBA, you're probably recruiting the wrong kids. So they wanted, they, you know, they're dead set on making it to the NBA, which, which I'm all with. So then he, they just need to make sure in their minds that they're in the right program that would give them the best chance to make it to the NBA. So I wasn't surprised. Like, we had been in communication with him. So that, and obviously, with how well he scores it, he had a lot of interest. So I, I, I wasn't surprised, but I was disappointed. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you don't want, you don't want your leading scorer to go in a portal. I mean, it's – Doesn't look good. You know, we didn't have – yeah, we didn't have anybody else going to portal. So, you know, everybody else wanted to come back. So it, it, at some level, it was – a little disappointing, but but it was. I wasn't surprised, and I wasn't necessarily mad. So, shoot, we just started recruiting them. Then, and I'll say this: I, some of the coaches, maybe with the portal, you know, like they get mad at the kid. Quit talk. Like, I mean, if the kid says you're still an option to come back to Alabama, we have more leverage in recruiting than anybody else. Like, we were able to go see him when it was a dead period because he's still our student athlete. He was still enrolled in summer school. We could go out there. We took. I went out there three times. Petway went out there three times. Hodgson went out there once. Like so you went hard. We were, you went hard at him. Yeah. Yeah, we wanted him back. Yeah. Shoot, I mean, it's a good thing we had him back. We want to beat Gonzaga. You know, like, I mean, it's no, I mean, he he knows how to play in our system. He's a tough, he's a tough kid. He, he can shoot it, he can score it. Like we weren't gonna find anybody to replace him at that stage. And then when Amari Burnett towards ACL, I mean, it's a good thing we had him back. Like, I mean, our, our perimeter depth would have been disastrous after Namari towards ACL if we didn't have him back. So I, we were ecstatic when we got him back. And, and you know, and we were trying to work on everything that he needed to work on to make himself, you know, an NBA player and get, you know, so I think he's, he's been great since he got back. It wasn't like, you know, he's been really good. So he's been playing well for us too. Coach, I feel like, and you might've just sort of answered this, but I feel like it would be human nature to be pissed if it was, if I'm you. How, how do you handle that? I just, I think it, it's, if I'm in your shoes, I would, I would think this guy doesn't think that I can get him there. And I'm not saying that that's what he thought, but how, how do you not get pissed off when he does that? Yeah, that's interesting. I, I think a lot of guys maybe do, and that's why not very many put 
put their name in a portal and come back because right. they it's they, awkward they, for the player. Yeah, and I mean it is. So I did, but I again like I I don't know that I was pissed. I was more like just like okay, this is okay. Let's figure out. You know, we were communicating with him, his mom, his dad, he had, and the agent that was kind of helping him. Like we, you know, we talked. So I I wanted, you know, we figured out what they were thinking. All right, so here's what you think. Here's what you, you know, and they, they wanted to be involved in more ball screens and this and that. Well, we, I, you know, and I'm obviously biased. So, but you guys are supposed to be unbiased. I'm going to assume you are. I think we play closer to what the NBA plays than anybody else in high major basketball. Very like true. If you turn on an NBA game with the five out with our system and their system, it looks a lot more like what the NBA does than most college systems. Yep. So our thing to him, and you know, and, and it is, I mean, you could show video, you show like analytics, all this. So, I think down deep he knew that, but he wanted to be assured that he was going to get the opportunity. So I was uh, disappointed might be the word, but I wasn't even that disappointed. I just like, all right, here's what we got to do. We got to recruit him back. Let's go. Like, Is that what you thought like, from, from moment one, Nate? Did you think we got to recruit him back or was moment one like, all right, we lost him? No, I, I never felt like we lost him. I felt like we got some work to do, yeah. like, but – I, and, and as a staff, we talked about it. I said, look, we're not finding anybody better than him. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. this literally has to be our top recruit right now. I mean, it, it you know, and some, I'm sure most coaches, it stinks you got to go recruit your own kid back. But, like, it's a different age right now. If you got to recruit your own kid back, you got to recruit your own kid back. But <laughs> right, like, right. Swallow <laughs> some pride, right? You swallow some pride and do it. Yeah, exactly. Don't, like, don't let your ego get in the way. Like, if – if we let our ego get in the way and told him to move on, like yep. we probably we don't beat Gonzaga, we you know, and we're not nearly as good as we're yeah. we're not top ten. So I like I, I I try to always say even since I was a high school school coach and I had kids transfer out because they weren't going to play enough and you know coaches turn them into the state, make them sit, punish the kid, like I, like do what's right by the kid every time and it'll work itself out, like. So I, what was right for our program was recruiting back. What was right for Jaden Shackelford was he needed. And again, if you put an ultimatum on him, like, okay, if you put your name in the portal, you're not coming back. Well, and he's decided to come back in the back of his mind. He would always, yeah. yeah, is there something better for me out there? If you let him go see if they're, and then they talk to everybody. Well, now you're convinced that this is the right spot. So now he's all in back and he's been great since he came back. Like, Really good. So sometimes you got to let them make a decision and be convinced is the right spot for them. So you go out and you beat Gonzaga in Seattle. You know, going into the year, and Robbie would probably agree with this, you know, we thought there are probably eight, 10 teams that have a chance. Usually that's the number, eight, maybe 12 being the most that have a chance to win six straight. I don't think a lot of people put you in, in that category until you went out and beat Gonzaga in Seattle. Did you feel that way too, that, hey, I'm not sure we're quite there in that top tier, and now you feel pretty good about the fact that, you know what, yeah, maybe we are? You know what, I, I felt like we had the chance to be that way, but I, you kind of need to see how it came together. Yeah. Like, are, are we going to be tough? I mean, we were the third best defense in the country last year. Well, the year before, we were 114th, so – like there's a lot of range, you know, like we, I think right now we're 20 something, you know, 22nd, maybe or something like if we, and our, our kids said they want to be top five. Now that's hard to be top five, but at least they've got the goal in front of them. They know that great defensive teams can win championships and we got to get better that way. But when you saw Quinterly guard as well as he did against Gonzaga, Shackelford, you know, you see JD Davidson buy in like, okay, now they're capable of it. I knew physically, like athletically, we're capable of being a great defensive team. When you see them buy in and do it in a big game like that, all right, we've got it in us. Now I think we're there. Now we got to see it consistently. I mean, if we come out laying out against Houston, what good does the Gonzaga win mean? Like you got to come out and we got to come out and play well. And and I always tell our guys, if we lose because we just miss a bunch of great shots and we played hard and did the right thing, I can live with that. But we can't we can't lose because we got out tough and the other team played harder than us. If we play as hard as Houston, play harder than Houston, we're just as tough, tougher than them. We miss shots and lose. 
I can live with that. I can't live with them coming in and just punking us out. Like we're not, we're not doing that. Coach, are you happy with the tempo you're playing at? I know coaches always think we can play a little bit faster. I, I, the, the analytics say yes, but how do you does feel? Purdue, about- does Purdue think they can play faster? <laughs> Probably. They don't play fast at all. I know. <laughs> so, I'm, so they might want to play slower. I don't know. <laughs> look, it, no, we need to play faster. Like, look, we showed our, I literally showed our guys a graph uh, a week or so ago showing the percentage of change. Somebody had put it out. Percentage of change in uh, tempo from last year to this year. And we were like on the low end. Like now, again, we couldn't be on the high end because you can't get, I and mean, we were the fastest high major team in the country last year. So you weren't going to make a, you couldn't have a 10%. You can't be that much faster. We were already the fastest team, but we're not trying to play slower than last year. So, you know, we've made a big point of emphasis. Like we got to get the tempo picked back up. And I think overthinking again, J.D. Davidson, a freshman, I think he's best when we're up-tempo. But, again, it, it it takes a little bit more to be comfortable playing that fast. And even Quinterly sometimes overthinks things. When you're two-point guards, they just they get – I think they're best when we play faster, but they got to be comfortable playing faster. So, we're, we're, we've been working on it. Shoot, we're, we're still working on it. Houston doesn't play very fast. They're going to try to slow this thing way down. So, we'll, we'll see. I uh, – but no, I'd like to be the fastest high major team in the country again. I, we we were last year, so we're gonna try to be. We're try, we're trying. It's easier to get good players. It's easier to get recruits that way too. It's an easier sell, isn't it? Way easier. I mean, you always use it. But but again, like the NBA, like if you look at an NBA graph, it's for I think five or six straight years in a row it went up. Last year it took a little dip because they had to play such a condensed schedule. I think it'll go back up again. Well, scoring's a little down, but yeah, I mean. The NBA is trending that way. And, yeah, really, really good athletic, talented players want to play fast. No doubt. No doubt. All right. Robbie, you let you run because I don't want Crystal to yell at me for you not putting up the the Christmas tree tonight, okay? Right? Isn't that the deal tonight? Let me see. Hold on. Can I come out? Can I turn this? Look, we've got an upstairs one. I'm in the basement where the office is. Can you see the the, the Alabama tree is already up? It's got all the Alabama stuff on it. Yeah. So what else you got yeah. tonight? Well, I I was supposed to decorate the Christmas tree, but then Lexi, my seventeen year old, informed me that she has to go to the gym and work out, and we're going to do the tree after she get. I, I don't. How old is your daughter, Jeff? She's eighteen. She's eighteen. She she so actually does she run does she run the house? Yeah, she's our only. Does she run the house? Come on. <laughs> so now we're now we're on hold until Lexi gets back from the uh, gym. Got work out. <laughs> Everything said, stops. Yeah. How old are they now? How old are the three of them? 17, 12, and 9. So so Lexi's a junior? I'm, yeah, I'm going to the gym. So if you want to do the Christmas tree when I get back, we can. Okay, we'll do the Christmas tree. You know, Nothing you can do, man. Nothing you can do. You just – you know what? As as a dad, especially she's 17, I, I've learned this even more this year. I got eight more months with her. Whatever the hell she wants – Oh, yeah, I said, I said, okay, hurry back. Don't rush me when I'm going to the gym. That's bad luck. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna watch some Houston. I'm gonna watch some Houston film until she gets done in the gym. We're not gonna rush her. We're we're going we're going to Bahamas right before Christmas. I'm gonna steal a few days. Uh, so the three of us are going to Bahamas, and she's super excited because she's 18, so she can gamble. So I don't know how much this is gonna cost me. Her, de- her degenerate father has been just. I know what I mean. She's, she's excited about gambling. What kind of house did she grow up in? Right, I'm terrible, man. I'm terrible. I took it. Mohegan Sun. We were not, there for oh, we were there gambling two weeks on ago. games. I snuck her down to Mohegan Sun. She stood behind me. I played two hands at the same time and gave her half my winnings. So she thinks now she can only win, which is probably true in a couple of weeks. What? Just blackjack? Is that all you play? What do you, what do you play? Yeah, just blackjack. I mean, Bob, you got kids? I don't. No kids here, so I'm. I'm not. I'm not having my house run yet. But you believe day. it. Forty years old. Robbie's forty. No, and he doesn't I'm not forty. Shut the hell. <laughs> I'm only thirty-two. I'm not that old. Hey, how excited! I don't. I don't have time to listen to all your podcasts all the time. So I'll try to listen to a few more when I work out. Or whatever. How, how excited is Robbie that produces number one, Jeff? Oh, I've been very tapered. Yeah. Well, he, you know why? You know why, Nate? 
because he couldn't accomplish the damn feat. And he blames it on, on his ACL. He blames it on his damn ACL. The, the reason why Purdue for the first time ever is number one because of his that's, ACL. That, that's kind of crazy, though, with all the talent back when – It is. They had it big is crazy. Dog, big dog. Glenn Robinson. And even yeah. before that, where like Rick Mount and yeah. Troy Lewis and those guys were really good. Yeah. I know. What I was, was shocked. I was what shocked. Was the highest, what was the highest you ever got ranked? Jeff is actually – he was sort of kidding, but it is true. We were number three. One and two lost, and I blew my knee out at, at Minnesota that that game. So we would we would have been. Now so we if had you hadn't blown your knee out, you'd have been number one because everybody would have said we would have been the number one team in the country as long as we would have beat Michigan State on Sunday, and we had beaten them in East Lansing. It would have been a good game, but we oh, but you didn't beat him. You didn't beat him because you had blown your knee out. Well, I mean, we didn't play well at all. It was the first game. You know how that is injuries. I'm not saying it's because of me. But the team was a bit shell shocked. The first we scored forty seven freaking points. So yeah, we were. That, that, that's supposed to be shocking for Purdue basketball. This year it would wow. be. They can really score this year. That's true. We that's needed true. an Alabama Purdue game in in the NCAA. Hey, you know what? We played at Alabama my junior year, and we kicked their ass. It was great. It was great. <laughs> Hold on. What, what year? What year would that have been? It was. Uh, it was two thousand nine, two thousand ten. And it was a December game. Mark Ingram won the Heisman. It was the loudest cheer in the building that night. What they put the, on the jumbotron and, and warm ups. It was actually you guys were up seventeen, and we came back and and won. Who was, who was the coach then? Was that was that Grant? Uh, uh, Anthony, Grant? No, Anthony Grant was the coach then. Okay. Are you going yeah, to not. the? Uh, are you going to be able to go to the playoff? For I haven't looked at your schedule for the the the. What do you think? He can just take days off and leave his team. Come on. Yeah, you know what. Maybe if I maybe I'll jump on the president's plane if you see me going out. Do I, I, I don't even when when is the when is the playoff? I don't even know what the date is. I assume on. it's got to be well the 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 championship. You guys game obviously is do college basketball. I, when is the game? It's is like it the thirty first. No, it's it's after, it's New Year's Day, isn't it? You guys don't know either. Uh, I have no idea. I thought it was New Year's Eve. I don't maybe even know. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna tell you right. I don't now. even know what my schedule is past Houston. It is, I do. Uh, I think we got Memphis on Tuesday after Houston. What the hell is this? I can't even find it. My God. Goodman, he's supposed to be a social media guy. Isn't I got it? nothing. I can't find it on my damn thing. Don't worry about it. I, the, the answer's it's probably not. January I'd like to go. That'd be cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna be an indie for the championship. So are you are you are you Michigan fan? Are you pulling for the Big Ten, Robbie, or what? What are you doing? Like in the college yeah, football playoffs. I honestly feel like I, I have kind of lost my fandom of college football. I, I think the same teams go every year. No offense to you guys because you have an awesome team. But, but I, uh, Michigan I hasn't been there in this, this a year decade, is, this year has it? Cincinnati has never been in it. Right. This year is bad. Georgia hasn't been in it. There's three new teams this no, year. No. I no, know, this but good. over the course of the last 10 years, it's That's been true. Notre Dame, Alabama, you guys, Oklahoma, Clemson. Yeah. And I just kind of lost track with that. So I got the date for you. You ready? December thirty first at three thirty, um, the Cotton Bowl. So I guess I got to look and see when we. Oh, the Cotton Bowl. That's in that's Dallas. Burn. Right? That's burn. You know what? We've got a recruit sign from Dallas. Maybe I can line up a recruiting trip with there that. There you go. There you go. See, there you go. come on. You can figure this out. You got to make. Yeah, you you got to make Saban happy. All right. Remember, that's the number one goal if you're the coach at Alabama. Make Nick's don't cause any waves, okay? Well, we're going to try to win and uh, stay out of his way. I mean, it's not, you know. All right, <laughs> listen, we'll, we'll let you go. Uh, I'm glad we took up a little of your time before your daughter gets home and says the word. Whenever she's ready, just. Yeah, look, I'm ready. I'm, I got all the Christmas decorations ready to go. All right, listen, yeah. thanks. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it as always. And uh, good luck against uh, the AAC gauntlet coming up. Appreciate it. I guess that's true. It is. I'm not kidding. The AAC gauntlet. Houston, Memphis. Uh, Houston, Memphis. And you got Ray Harper. Ray Harper and Nico Medved, two two pretty good coaches. Oh, they're really good. All right. Appreciate you guys. Merry Christmas. Be well. Merry coach. All All right. Take care. Before we move on to the next topic, let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, now is the time uh, because they're offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. 
But what sets them apart is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. With their new Rush Pay Instant Approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, and more reliable. With basketball season tipping off soon, get in on the action by going to betrivers.com today or by downloading the BetRivers uh, app. Must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. little surprise for you, but you called it. You called it I right away. It. I, no, I felt it. I just felt it in my uh, my intuition, you could say. Yeah, pretty impressive for 32 years old, you know, to, to be calling shots like that, you know. Um, all right, let, let's go through. We said we were going to do it. I know we spent a little bit probably more time with Nate Oates than we thought, but uh, Nate's pretty good, so it was, it was fun. Um, and I thought it was interesting that the Shackleford stuff I thought was really interesting totally. to me of, of kind of how, cause a lot of coaches would just say, you know what? He went in the portal. F yeah. I'm done. I, I would be offended. I, I would be a bad college coach recruiting <laughs> in that. I would be so offended by that. I, I really would. I'd be like, you really don't think that we're, we're the number five team in the country to finish last year. And you don't think that we can get you where we need to go with the way we, that we play led the team in scoring, right? I know. I'd be so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> I would be crazy. so pissed. Crazy, crazy. Well, they're, they're one of the surprise teams. I'm not sure they're the biggest surprise, but they're certainly one of the surprise uh, teams so far this season. Who, who's your biggest surprise, whether it's a team, a player, a league? Give me kind of the – we'll start with the positive. So I'm going to go team. Yep. And I'm. this is probably a little bit of personal bias. I saw them so much last year, Iowa State. I just think the turnaround is incredible. They won two games last year and lost every game in the Big 12, right? Crazy. Is that what they're – I yes. think? Yes. To turn it around like that with basically all new guys, some Big Ten transfers, a good freshman point guard, TJ deserves a ton of credit. Now, right. I don't know if they'll make the tournament because right. the Big 12 is going to be a freaking gauntlet. It does give you opportunity, but it also we, – we talked about with the Big Ten last year – it also can just hammer you. Yes. Aspen Northwestern, where they they were they were I think ranked and were not favored in twenty consecutive games or something like that. Chris Con- or eighteen consecutive games. That that's kind of how the Big Twelve is going to be this year. I feel like so. I I'm going to go. I'm going to go Iowa State. I think TJ has done a phenomenal job. Phenomenal job. I mean, absolutely. And as I've I've tweeted and said, UNLV just didn't fit him. Iowa State fits T.J. Altsenberger. He's done a great job. But, again, there's been a lot of teams that have started out well, you know, 8-0, 9-0, even 10-0, and then the kind of the bottom falls out, especially in the Big 12. It, it could certainly fall out. So we'll see. Uh, mine, mine, I'm going to go with a player, and a player who, honestly, might be the most valuable player so far in college basketball. Might be the – to me – might be the national player of the year if you're giving the honor to anybody today. And that is a guy who earlier tonight went for 23-9 and nine and led a 22-point comeback for the Wisconsin Badgers at the Kohl Center to beat Indiana for the 180th straight time uh, in Madison. It feels like it. I think it was, what, the 18th, 17th, 18th straight time? 19. It's been like since 97, I think. Insane. That is crazy. Johnny Davis. Johnny Davis has been nothing short of phenomenal. Rob, you are a Big Ten guy. You did not see this coming. Nobody did. Probably not even Greg Gard. No. Boy, he's a lottery pick, man. He he is. He has a handle. He can get to his pull-up whenever he wants. He's a big-time athlete. He had a couple dunks tonight that were elite. I mean, he he has been awesome in transition in the half court. I, I yeah, you you can't say there's so many things you could say about Johnny Davis. He, he's just been flat out phenomenal. So I I think Keegan Murray has made a huge leap too. He he got hurt and it kind of maybe tapered it off. But both those guys are perfect examples of dudes that waited their turn. They didn't have a single play run for them last year. It was all for Keegan Murray. It was rebound, shoot when you're open. Yep. Passed the ball to Luke Garza. For Wisconsin, you got Demetri Trice. Brad Davison has been there forever. Um, Potter, you know, they, they had, Potter they had a, Reavers, Ford. They yeah. had that veteran team. 
they had a super experienced team. He's the sixth man, you know, and now, boy, they're, they're playing through him. You look at their their team tonight. Davison goes for eight, three of 12. Yeah. Tyler Wall, seven, two of seven. They got good minutes out of vote. Chris Vogt had nine points. I, I think they said on the TV he'd only had like four on the year coming into it. He goes for nine. He played well. Um, but yeah, you can't you can't say enough about Giant Davis. He he's awesome. he's been an all American. He's been awesome. All right. Uh we'll flip it. Disappointment. I'll I'll let you go first here. Player team I'm, league. I'm probably I think both. I mean Memphis and and Monty Bates. Yeah. I, I think we all picked him as an all American. Now he's coming off the bench. Yeah. It's been we rough. Just, the only thing no, I'll say in his defense, Rob, the only thing I will say in his defense. He's young. And he you know, doesn't have a point guard. He doesn't have a point yeah. guard. Yeah. And we probably bought into the fact that Penny Hardaway was saying, well, he'll play the point. And that, that's just not. No, he's not easy a point. To, no, if you're not a point guard, it's not easy to do. I just think that Memphis has so many issues where they shoot themselves in the foot. They beat themselves. They yep. literally beat themselves all the time. And they did last year. And if they, it's like you're plugging these holes, then you plug one and then you start leaking water somewhere else. Yeah, you know, pretty much. It's just, that, that's kind of how their team is right now. And, and Nato said it, they are talented. They can still figure this out. The problem is, and I thought on After Dark, Sean and, and Archie and Doster did a a really good job of talking about the net and and how your league can just get so beat down in the non-conference that you don't have the opportunities. That, that's going to be them, much like the Pac-12, much like the ACC. The, the American Conference, outside of Houston, I mean, Wichita State has not had a great non-conference. Memphis has had a horrible non-conference. You have one team that's going to be a, a, a quality win. Right. So I, I just – I worry about it's, it's just it's too bad because it's such a good story with Penny coming back, yeah, and having Root been a Penny. coach. But they're just they're just they've been the biggest disappointment in college basketball. All right, I'm going as my biggest disappointment. You're gonna like this one. The entire <laughs> state. Of- people, I love people's misery. So well, go I'm gonna on. piss off an entire state. Oh God! The state of Oregon. Wow. The entire state of Oregon, Robbie. Five and four, the Oregon Ducks, they have sucked. And yeah. it's shocking because they offer- they had great transfers. They have good returners. Yep. That doesn't make sense. No. That, that's no. crazy. And Dan done it before. I mean, listen, you know, no shame. They, they've lost a couple. No shame. But, you know, BYU, they lose to St. Mary's. Not a great loss. I think Houston, they got hammered. And then Arizona State, that's, that's bad. bad. That's bad. So Oregon's five and four, Rob. Uh, Oregon State's net is 267. They're one and eight. One and eight. Uh, Portland's net is 234. Portland State is one and four, and their net is 313. So the state of Oregon. That's terrible. That's crazy. Pretty good, right? Yeah, that's that's a good, that's a good call. Good call by you. Portland State's got a great arena. Great little dome. The state of Oregon. You guys suck right now in college hoops. All right. All right. Let's move on and uh, and get through fraud uh, or the real deal. And uh, I'll start out with Wisconsin. Let's start with, with, with the Badgers. They came back tonight. Again, Johnny Davis has been sensational. They have not lost. They have one loss on the year. It came to Providence without Johnny Davis in the lineup. So, so far – undefeated with David are you buying that Wisconsin is a a team that can win a game in the NCAA tournament uh, if you're an NCAA tournament team I'd be like with their resume heck yeah bye win a game they need more from other people that are not Johnny Davis uh, so I am going to sell because they have a lot of youth and I, I really worry about them scoring. I really do. I think teams are going to figure out, again, how to defend John. You know, for the first five games, there's no book on Johnny Davis, right? He, he comes out of nowhere. You don't know. No team knew how to prepare for him. Now I think, that, you know, especially in the league, once they get into Big Ten play, 
I, I think you're right. I think they're going to be exposed a little bit. And scouting is so good in the Big Ten. It, it the, the the recipe yes. will be set for others. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think you're going to want to play them in like the four thirteen game or the five twelve game. You're going to want to see Wisconsin um, yeah. come March. So okay, uh, Arkansas. They're nine and zero. Rob, uh, I have them down towards I've keep dropping them in my top 25 <laughs> they keep winning and I keep dropping them and their fans are going crazy and saying their best win is what Kansas State it's their best they play win. nobody in the top 50 of Ken Palm nobody nobody and they they don't play anybody in the top 25 of Ken Palm until January 15th they That's should be they the, play LSU hey, on the road they might be number one according to the Rob Doster rankings because they're going to win loss. The win loss, Rob Doster power ranking. Doesn't matter if you play Vassar, um, you know, or or Westfield State or whoever it is. It doesn't matter because as long as you win, you know, you're going to keep moving up in the rankings and they'll probably be the last unbeaten team left. They should be with that cupcake schedule. Yep. And I love, listen, Muss is a hell of a coach, Rob. Uh, This is no indictment on their coaching or even maybe their talent. Although I don't think it's nearly what it was a year ago. I'm not, I'm not saying this. They were were awesome last year. Listen to their February on schedule. They start February at Georgia. Very winnable on the road. The SEC will be tough, but very winnable game home against Mississippi state on the fifth winnable Auburn at home on the eighth tough go to Alabama on the 12th. Really tough. Missouri has been really bad, so that's a way. Tennessee on the 19th, home. Florida on the 22nd, away. Kentucky, home on the 26th. LSU on the 2nd at home. Finish with Tennessee, away. <laughs> I mean, they hey, could go they early, but they've got a gauntlet late. Yeah, yeah, and that's not what you want. You do not want it that way. You, 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 want, it, you want to kind of spread out so you can – Again, yeah. you get your legs back if you they, go through they, a tough stretch. A good one then with some of the the lesser teams, the SEC, because they haven't played anybody. I'm what? What was this? Fraud or sell or whatever? Fraud, we're doing. fraud or or the real deal? Okay, fraud. Yeah, they're, they're to me, they're fraud right now. Now again, yeah. they can they can show us that they're the real deal when they start playing actual teams. But um, on January fifteenth. Now again, really they got to they got to play my boy Tanner Groves coming up from Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. He's nice, man. He's really good. I love Tanner Groves. I love him. That beard, man. That beard is big time. All right, uh, Iowa State. What what is the prerequisite here? Uh, Just being a tournament team. Tournament Uh, team. I think you have – just because the schedule is insane. I mean, their their best win is Xavier. The Memphis win – could be okay. Could end up being it's not, not great. And you beat Xavier Creighton. without Fremantle too. Yeah, right. Creighton is seventy fifth on Ken Palm when they beat them. They're not great. I. You know what? Huge game tomorrow. Huge. That that is a monster game. Yep. Huge rivalry. It's in Ames. How about Jordan Bohannon leaving his shoes there, thinking I'm never coming back. <laughs> oh yeah, I, did. I forgot He's about that. Go back. He's back. Like, He's got to go back. <laughs> Yeah, that's hilarious. He thinks it's the last time I'll, I'll piss all these people off and never see him again. And well, you're going to see you know, him. I'm again. not sure I would have went back for the extra year because of that. That yeah. might, that might have been enough for me to say I can't go back and take the the yeah. six year. They're they're going to be all over him, and they would be anyway. But I'm going to say fraud just because I think their schedule in the Big Twelve is going to just be a gauntlet. But I still I said it earlier. I think TJ's done such a good job. Me too. Uh, yeah. If I he can get him to the NIT, honestly, if he gets to the NIT, that'd be a great team. Right. That'd so I'm with you. Season. Fraud, I think they end up finishing eighth in, in the Big 12 and they don't get in. Uh, last yeah. one the Auburn Tigers. They're seven and one. They've beaten Loyola, Chicago, Syracuse, and Atlantis. They lost to UConn in the, in, in the same event. Haven't really beaten a whole lot of teams. So, you know, beat like Yale, some good mid majors. Uh, they've got, you know, to me, one of the best players in the country, one of the best freshmen in the country, and Jabari, I mean, he's terrific. Um, yep. Is Auburn 
is Auburn for real as a legitimate top 25 team? Oh, I'll, yeah, I'll say for real. Alan Flanagan comes back in a couple weeks. You look at their numbers, too. I mean, they're, they're top 25 offensive and defensive efficiency. I like their, you know, you talk about Jabari, top three pick in the NBA draft. Um, I like Katie Johnson. They're athletic. They play with tempo. Yeah, for real. Yeah, I just – their point guard play to me scares me. That's it. They got everything else. Wendell Green is is the one thing that I just want to see more of. Um, he's been a little bit erratic. They played, I don't know. They started, didn't they start Zep Jasper, I think, in their last game? Did they end up I starting? It, I think against Yale they did. Uh I don't know. I don't Ken know. Ken has it has it as Zep Jasper started. I'm pretty sure he did. Did he? Yeah. I, I, I mean, again, listen, in Bruce Pearl, I trust, I guess, and, and to figure it out because I do think he's one of the best coaches out there. I, I really do. I believe that. Um, so I guess gun to my head, i probably say, yes, they're a top 25 team. But, again, I think so much depends. You, you know where I stand with point guards. Like, there's the nobody. Care about. Yeah, I just like if you have a good point guard, you can afford shit bumps around them. But if you have an elite level point guard, I'm going to trust you. So, um, ultimately, I- I'll go with Auburn, even though I, I worry about their point guard play. I- I'm not, I'm not completely sold on them, but I think Bruce Pearl will find a way to figure it out. Uh, all right, Rob, listen, I'm going to let you go because you may have to change your room. Because of the weed smell. I mean, I could see it in your your face that this is like permeating through your door and you're probably high as a kite right now. I, I might be. I mean, this this room, it smells um, definitely like marijuana in here. <laughs> so I, have, I need to call the front desk. <laughs> Not to see tell, but just, just be like, do you have any other rooms in this place? Maybe like, Steve Pico will, maybe Pico will invite you over and you can stay at Pico's house tonight. That'd be nice room. That'd be, that'd be really nice. It's the Pico Mansion. I don't know where it is, but maybe it's not far from campus. All right. Listen, there you have it. Uh, Goodman and Hummel Pod. Uh, good episode. Nate Oates. We gave our surprises, our disappointments. I have the entire state of Oregon hating on me right now. Uh, so that's always good. And uh, make sure to listen wherever you uh, wherever you do so. Uh, audio, video. We have it on, on YouTube on Twitter, wherever, and uh, we'll see you next week. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.